Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jace. And our sponsors today, the CCA Star Tournament, the Belleville Meat Market, Texan Roofing, Boyd's One Stop, and Mainstream Marketing. All right, weather right now, 84 down on the island in Galveston. A little windier today. Abundant sunshine, high of 89, and winds will be south-southwest at 15 to 25 miles per hour. About a 10% chance of rain. I don't see it. But uh, tonight, mainly clear, low of 82, south-southwest 10 to 20. And then for tomorrow, a few passing clouds. Otherwise, sunny again, high of 89, south-southwest 10 to 20 miles per hour. So our summer summer rut pattern, we're in it. And looking at tides for today, these are Galveston Channel tide predictions. We have four of them. We're sitting on a low right now. It was an 0.4 at 3.28 a.m. Our next tide is a high at 10.27 a.m. It's a 1.1, then a low at 5.30 p.m. and 0.3, and then a high at 11.55 p.m. and 0.9. 6.27 a.m. is sunrise, 8.22 p.m. sunset. Our moon phase is 64%. Right now offshore, it's uh, due true south at 16, gusting to 18. Air temperature 85, water temp 85. And the Galveston Channel, it's 84 degrees with 87 degree water. Southwest wind, it's 7 to 13. And at Eagle Point, it's 83 degrees with 86 degree water. South, southwest, 13 to 16. And at this time, Morgan's Point, no report, not available. But give it about 10 minutes, it'll come up. I don't know what's wrong with that monitor. But anyway. All right, well, let's uh, head down to the Tri-Bay area and let's check in with a hammer this morning and get things rolling. Glenn Hammond, what's up? Captain Mickey, good morning, sir. How are good you? Good morning. Good, man. And you? Oh, doing great, buddy. Doing great, man. I got to, got to, you know, the little overcast we had the last couple of days. Matter, kind of, kind of was able to get out and do some yard work and and I needed it. Uh, believe me, I think I got three, four, seven lots mowed yesterday. Goodness. And that's, uh, some of them don't have a bunch of grass on them. It's some of it's uh, salt grass or marsh grass. But anyway, uh, got some honeydews, buddy. Uh, knocked out of the way. And uh, man, uh, uh, waiting for a good fish report from somebody. I'm just not, I'm just not getting them over here. Captain, Pretty tough uh, coast wide. 
uh, from what I hear, uh, Captain Brandon went out, my next door neighbor. Uh, they stayed out a pretty good while. They were on the water at 530 yesterday morning. They started wading. Uh, they fished out of the boat and they fished in the water. They, they waited. And, uh, they threw corkies. They threw uh, some barking monkeys. And uh, they had, we can't, said they threw every plastic out of the box at them. And all they could manage was a couple of skipjacks, uh, uh, something. Oh. One, two, I think, I think one guy caught a uh, Jacob. I think Jacob caught a small red, but he said it was tough going, buddy. They, like I said, out of the boat and waiting. And so, uh, I don't know uh, what they were doing. <laughs> it wasn't what they were doing because they said the water was fine. There was bait everywhere. Uh, and maybe that's it. Maybe the water is too clean, but. They were over in West Galveston Bay, too, over there. They went further down from here, uh, further past uh, Saint, uh, uh, Jamaica Beach. You know, yeah. they were way down, way over there in West Galveston Bay. So, I don't know. Uh, he said there was other boats out, and they, they didn't see anybody uh, flopping no fish in the boat. And uh, they stayed out a pretty good while. I think they got in at like, like 1 o'clock. Uh, from daylight to one o'clock, it was a long morning for them, and not to not to have a fish to put up on the table. Man. So not, not so. I guess it's just uh, mediocre at its best over here on this end. We got a this morning uh, eleven mile an hour gust. Uh, it's blowing seven or eight miles an hour, just mostly out of the south, but got a little bit of east in it, southeast in it uh, this morning, and uh, eighty three degrees down here in Surfside Beach. Kind of muggy, 96% right. humidity. Humidity just as thick as it can be down here. Yeah. And that's what will get you, buddy. Uh, but let's see what else is going on down here. Oh, uh, the good news is he said they finally got the uh, uh, the second ramp. There's two ramps down at San Luis Pass for launching. Both of them are now open. And uh, one of them's been closed for like four months or most of the summer and I wonder what happened early, to that ramp. It just a slab of that concrete kind of slipped off, and oh, really? You know, okay. they had it poured in. They had it poured in sections, and one of the sections uh, folded off the end of it, or something. Huh. So they, I guess, they had to dredge it out of there, and I don't know how they fixed it back up. But uh, to hear him say it, they got a uh, St. Louis Pass is ready to go for two two boats launching at once. So. And that's believe a, me, that's where you're talking about where the old KOA used to be. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a Brazoria County Campground now. Right. Or state park, not a state park, but a county park. Right. And uh, boy, do they take care of that place. And they got a little souvenir shop up there. And uh, you know, there's one area to where you can uh, park your RVs and stuff out on the little peninsula, and it's all lit and uh, got lights on the water and. Uh, and then uh, those people, my, my sister-in-law, they have a big old bus, and uh, they love pulling up there. They pull their they pull their pickup truck behind their bus, and then they have a way to scoot around down here. But but uh, the indoor facilities down there at the pass, the uh, the ladies, the the men's restrooms are spotless. Uh, they've done a lot of work on that place ever since uh, Nicholas kind of came through and messed up everything, and we're still rebounding from that. But uh, it's all good, man. Uh, so far, the Gulf is open, and and we don't have any uh, nothing swirling and circling out there. So it's a it's a good thing, man. 
we don't we don't need it you know we just we just don't well, need we're just no damn into it. it uh we shall oh, no. see uh he said the water temperature was uh what did he say he said he said 78 degree reading yesterday no nah, that's wrong like with little, his gauge you something that seems a little cool there yeah it's in the mid uh, upper 80s everywhere yeah, yeah the guff i think what was a guff this morning 85 or something it's holy moly yeah, you see steam come off of it yeah <laughs> if it gets cold but uh all bait camps are holding bait oh uh, uh you're gonna pay uh 24 dollars for a quart of shrimp down here yeah, and uh it's a norm got... coast wide i think mm-hmm. they went up and they, i don't think it'll ever come back down man uh I remember when that stuff was $10 a quart or $8 a quart or whatever. I when, I, were, when I was a kid, they were two for a penny. <laughs> Boy, how would you like to well, be that, the guy? That was a while back, out? Captain. That was a while back, Captain Mickey. Oh, that was just a, just a <laughs> yeah. while ago. <laughs> it, was, it was just a while ago. That was the best well, thing they you... ever did was they went to a pint in a quart measurement instead of counting mm -hmm. shrimp out, man. If somebody yeah. – you know, you waited in line forever for bait while, you know, the counter was filling your bucket or whatever you're using to put in your boat. But, uh, yeah, it was the court and the pint measurement was uh, way better. Oh, and you, uh, you, you, actually, you actually used a little bait uh, there for before you got into the plastics and all that stuff? No, I grew up throwing lures, you know, with my dad and everything, wading West Bay in the surf and all that down there. But uh, there was a time, I don't know, I guess in the really the 70s, fishing the uh, wells in Trinity Bay, all the well pads in the summertime. I mean, hey, popping cork and a live shrimp, it was just stupid. It, Crazy. We, we didn't have the lures and the equipment you know, mm -hmm. then that we the do technology. now for, you know, fishing jigs and everything like that around those uh, shell pads on those rigs. And mm -hmm. uh, that was the most practical way. Now, we still waited. We threw mirror lures and spoons and stuff like that, but that was that was a little different. It was hard to do fishing that deep structure like that. Well, that's... Um... That's uh, what we do right here is... Uh... We, right now in the heat of the summer, uh, I like fishing the jetties, uh, anything somewhere eight to 10 feet deep. And then San Luis Pass, you got about 10 or 12 feet deep out there, you know, underneath the bridge. Got a couple little trenches that drop off out there and, uh, and uh, just some great fishing in the summertime. And I like to just pull up under that bridge and get in the shade and just, just take it easy. But um, no, it was tough for him yesterday, man. He said they caught a caught a couple of hard heads on corkies now how bad is it when you have you ever caught a hard head on a corky i well, don't think that's why we don't I use them this time of year you can't keep the trash fish off of them oh really i'll oh, be yeah. dang yeah that's... there is a certain time of year for each one of these lures i know that yeah corkies, uh man when there's when there's hard heads in the bays you just it's almost impossible to keep them off of a corky that's crazy when he told yeah, me that yesterday, Skip Jackson hardheads on corkies, and I'm, I'm just trying to picture it. <laughs> I yeah, can't. Uh, it's hard enough to get a trout to bite those son of a guns. Yeah, it. Uh, 
but when they do, you fill them. No, it's not. You you wait till that water temperature gets way down there where you can, uh, those fish are in dire straits and they're not really chasing anything. And you have to elevate that lure and drop it right in front of their face where they'll pop it. You know what I mean? There is nothing like a big old trout sucking in a corky. Oh, man. I'll tell you, our trash fish are thriving. You know, I'm just hearing a lot of it, a lot of just people catching a lot of garbage right now. Trout fish. Well, they had a half pound croaker. They had a croaker that weighed a half a pound the other day in that tournament that a uh, uh, fishing fiesta we were talking about over there in Freeport. Yeah. Uh, half pound croaker. Yeah, look where thing. we're at on croaker. Back in the day, I mean, it would have taken a three or four pound croaker to win that. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, now, just, now, just just a little old one. Big so one. much, so drastically. Well, and there's about 10 million more fishermen. You know, and well, uh, you know, there is, but print. there's not. There's more fishermen that are actually plugged in and networked mm-hmm. in to stay on top of the fish. But mm-hmm. man, I remember the days when you had to wait in line for two hours to put a boat in over my way. Oh, so that's, many people. That's... Every reef have you know fifty to hundred boats on it. And every well, every gas well above ground, it was just there was a boat or two on. And there was plenty of fish back then too, wasn't there? Plenty of fish. Crazy. And then nowadays, you got to go look for them, buddy. Yeah, there's uh, very few. I'd say fishing pressure is really light these days compared to the good old days, what it was. Seventies and eighties. Yeah, that that's hard to believe with all the traffic that we got out there and all the technology, the new boats and and stuff the the lures the rods the reels the, just everything that a fisherman uses the poor fish they got it coming at them in all directions man they, <laughs> they uh, yeah, don't know there, were, there were so many uh, fish back then you catch them with a hoe handle you know it just uh you didn't need all this high-tech <laughs> stuff uh you got some fishing planned this week for yourself well i was uh thinking on it but you know do true south wind at uh, uh 15 and 20 uh, i mean no, I'll uh, I'll pass. Right. Fishing's tough enough. It uh, it is. We are stuck in the old doldrum with that south wind right now. Yeah, the beach just beach just won't clear up. Upper upper nineties uh, to one hundreds for the next week or so. So it's just uh, we're back hot, to the hot deal. Hot. You know, I guess. Hey, man, but look, it's already it's already uh uh into into July. August to be over. September, October will be here just before we can bat an eye, man. Time, I don't know, ever since I turned uh, turned 65 years old, it seems like time's flying by. I'm, I'm 69 now, and it's just hard to believe time's going by so fast. But anyway, hopefully I'll hear something about the boat this week, and uh, uh, somebody can give me a call. Maybe I can take them and put them on a fish. I'm, I'm, I'm just wanting to get out there, but I'm not wanting to get out in that heat. I'm going to well, go late at night. I'm going to. I'm a fish at night with my generator, my green lights, and try that out. And that's there you a, go. Sleep all day. Might as well be comfortable. All right, Glenn. Well, hey, throw your number out. Somebody wants to give you a call, buddy. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, too. 713-208-0683. Happy fun Sunday, everybody. All right, Y'all Glenn, have a great Take one. care. Yes, See sir. you, man. All right. Well, the 34th annual CCA Texas Star Tournament that's currently going on, that started Memorial Day weekend. It'll run all the way through Labor Day. you got all summer to fish in this tournament. 
And uh, it's all brought to you by your Texas Ford dealers, Tilson Homes and Academy Sports and Outdoors. Sign up today. You can take advantage of over a million dollars in prizes and scholarships for inshore and offshore divisions. 120 tagged redfish are swimming around in inshore Texas waters and just waiting to be caught. And you've got other species to fish for like gaff top, drum, and sheephead. Offshore fish for great prizes when you catch red snapper, ling, dolphin, and kingfish. Just go to startournament.org for rules, entry, and prize information. And the CCA Star Tournament's brought to you by great sponsors like Whataburger, Showwater Boats, Mustang Cat, Dargle Boats, Haney Boats, Chris's Marine, and McLean Traders, to name a few. Go to startournament.org, call 713-626-4222, and get signed up today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Yeah, that's my old girlfriend. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. It's 419 here in the Bayou City. Let's run down to Freeport now. Let's check in with Captain Jeff Naylor. I think he's got the crew with him this morning, Captain Money and Casey, the whole crew. Good morning, guys. What's up? What's up, Captain Maggie? How y'all doing? Good. We're doing. You're doing? <laughs> We're doing. We yeah. can't figure this, you know, this weather out. I know that I know offshore it, it uh, looks or the wind howling, but, you know, Inshore, pretty slicked off, really. Yeah. Well, you made a trip yesterday. You thought it was going to be choppy. It wasn't that choppy. So no, you were happy. Wasn't. You were actually really nice yesterday. Oh, I was blown away. Yeah. That's awesome. Y'all notice sometimes it uh, looks bad at first, but once you get on out there, it's okay, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of times yeah, it'll just... smooth out, way out, huh? Yeah. That's what I tell them customers every day. Once the, especially once the check clears, it looks a whole lot better when they start clearing. <laughs> Once, what, what clears? Their check. Once their check clears. Oh, the check clears. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it was, uh, you know, I, I don't know whether it's the, the, the current slowed down a little bit or something like that, but like after about 40 miles, it was, it was it happened the day before told after about 40 miles, it kind of flattened out a little bit. And it did. I mean, it was actually yeah. a lot better. 40 miles. Been saying that all year. Yeah, I mean, you always hope that, you know, but 
Which okay, direction did you go yesterday? I went east. Yeah, it's yeah. always seems like it's always calm. And when we have that wind here, especially at night, when you go yeah. further east, it always seems to get way better than if you go south. South. I ended up south though. Yeah, I ended up going south partially. I did a 145 on the way out, and I probably did a 3:30 on the way back in. So I mean, I was I, I went down south a little bit. You ended up on Salvador or something? Yeah. Yeah. On the south side of Salvador. I mean, fish is still good, baby. I mean, uh, these kingfish, they're just, uh, they, they just, I, I think they're gone. I don't know. They're non-existent. Maybe they went down to Africa or something. I mean. Boy, we, the gear started out, we thought, hey, kingfish are back. We're going to have a banner gear, and then now look at it. I'm not hearing hardly any kingfish. Dead, dead. They come in spurts, you know. It's very odd. You know, I'll hear a story about somebody catching four or five here, four or five there. And, uh, you know, I'll run over there and I'll soak baits for a couple of hours and not nibble. Bates <laughs> has got the magic hook everywhere he stops. He catches them, but I, I can't. I can't <laughs> We've been basically catching them on a couple of different places. And, like, we had this little local tournament, the Fishing Fiesta, this last week. And the biggest right. adult the biggest adult one caught in four days was 18 pounds. That's it. Man, that's, had, that's pretty skimpy. Yeah, they had some bigger juvenile ones in that, but I mean, there just wasn't very many of them brought in. But we, it was a full moon during that tournament last week, and we just fished, fished them late as late as we could, try to fish them on the way in and fish them at about two thirty or three o'clock. And we had we caught a few of them, but it wasn't anything to set the world on fire. I might have caught six or seven of them, I think, in right. a little spurt. But, you know that that brings me to a good point. You know, the the uh, the full moon. I always fish late in the evening. Like, talking about like right now you're what maybe a half moon or something like that yeah we're getting close to it about 64 percent or whatever we're getting there so what 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 time of the day would you generally go fish i mean it's not a full moon right i think he's still early i'd say early whenever you're getting small like now through the rest of the room phase you'll go catching you know earlier but to me i've I've always noticed not doesn't affect snapper that much, but topwater fish and kingfish and that full moon first thing in the morning, man. You if you could get there right at daylight, you'd probably catch them, but you can't get there in time for them yeah. to be biting. So you got to wait till they're biting. Yeah, the you just pull up there and slip your net out. They were on. Yeah. Period. It didn't matter what time of day. Oh man. I mean, every yeah. This time of the year, I mean, some of them, you know, place like the Ridge and all that should be. It up and just nothing, zero. Oh, not even Benita's hanging around. I mean, it's dead. No. Oh. I mean, these are these are places that you know fish congregate. I mean, had you you know, they're, they're early in the year. You ought to be able to go catch kingfish, snapper. You know, every day you sit in one spot, probably catch half of what you need. We were sitting on the ridge. I heard he's bringing in like three thousand pounds of tuna fours off of it every trip. No way. Yeah, oh, snapper. Oh, snapper. You just said that. Maybe that's part of it. I don't know, man. We used to, catch, we used to catch a lot of snapper at that kingfish. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you'd be sitting there kingfishing, and line right up on top, and you'd be like, we got it, we got it. It's all snapper. Yeah. yeah. Just to wait for the kingfish to start biting. <clears throat> you know? The other day, go on. One little snake. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've caught maybe one kingfish in the last 10 years. I mean, it's been, I mean, terrible, terrible. But uh, it is what it is. 
you know, we're pounding through. We got, uh, you know, that current started to slow down a little bit, which is a, a big positive. You know, there for a little while, that current was ripping so hard, you couldn't hardly keep the bait down. Now, now we're petering off of that a little bit, so. Make it easier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we get this wind to slow down a little bit, maybe we can actually start making money again. But uh, we pretty much canceled a lot of trips here in the last couple of weeks. I tell you what, another kicker, which I was just telling Monty about earlier, you know, we, we've had several cancellations. I can count on my hands how many times we've had cancellations in the last six years, less than five in six years. And this year, I bet you we've had seven already. What do you think that's from? You know, I don't know, man. The economy mm-hmm. or Bad something. I, it's just bad nomic. It's been tough. You said the inshore fishing is pretty tough, huh? Maybe. Yeah, it's good for some. You know, they consider it good. But from what I've seen and experienced in my lifetime, I think it pretty much sucks. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. tough, buddy. It's, yeah. uh, it's uh, pretty much where we're at, at coast-wide. I mean, it. you know, you got little areas up and down the coast that are holding some good fish and, and uh, people are doing okay, but... It uh, for the most part, no, it it it's tough for the, you know, for the average guy. That's kind of what I base it on, you know, for the average angler. It's uh, tough on them, and they uh, you can only make so many water hauls before you say, hey man, I'm just pouring, you know, money in the water and not getting any results. I'm gonna take up something else for a while. Yeah. Well, we can talk about the red snapper are biting. The red snapper biting. If you have a, any decent spots out there, you know, past 100, 120 foot, snapper fishing is really good. We're catching all the snapper we want, more than we need, because we only right. get two of them. Yeah, and good size ones, too. You know, I noticed, though, on, on that on thick hand, you know, I always, uh, always try to find the menhaden and stuff like that on my way out, way back in. You know, therefore, at the beginning of the year, the menhaden will, you know, Mickey, we, I live about five miles inshore of the of the jetties you know so you got to go down the old old river up here in freeport and at the beginning of the season man all the men hey were right out i mean i could have cast netted you know a cast net full every single day for about two weeks solid i mean and they were everywhere now i don't really <coughs> see any pops at all nothing and i keep noticing i don't see any out there in the jetties and right now this time of year they should be hanging out right in between the jetties or at the end of the jetties or on the way back in, you're a mile off or something like that. You're always seeing poppins like that. And I have not, I've, I've been trying to find them and I haven't seen them at all. I don't know if the bait situation slowed down a lot around here or what, but like you said, they were in, they were thick in what, May, late May, early June. They were mainly hating everywhere. Oh, everywhere. They were all over the place. Everywhere. <clears throat> so, I mean, maybe some of their food source. But I tell you this, I mean, you know, some of these inshore guys, up in, uh, especially up in the harbor, catching snapper. Red snapper, yeah, right here. Almost legal. I mean, a good friend of mine. She uh, she's caught two or three that were like half inch from being legal inshore. That's one yeah. of the turn loose. is gone. We catch blue runners down at the dock. That's crazy. Yeah, big ones too. Sometimes you be catching, going for piggy perch, trying to catch your bait and catch a freaking. Three-pound hardtail. Yeah. Yeah. We were letting them go there. Yeah, I'm out of our Golly, man. That's crazy. Snapper fishing's good, though. 
Snapper fishing is good. Snapper fishing is good. Rod and Rod You know, yeah. we I had a little uh, a slow down there for a little while. You know, I wasn't, you know, and I say slow down. We always catch the snapper, but, you know, you, you really like to be in and up. Yeah. yeah, and I, I at the beginning of the year I was throwing a few in the box and I wasn't real excited about. It. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to tell your customers these are the better eating sizes. Right? Yeah. Yeah, this is the ones you can put in the pan and actually cook for fillet. Yeah, I know. So you got to tell them you need a few little ones so you can have some pan fish. And yeah, bigger ones for the big fish. Right? Variety, have a variety of sizes. The little ones do eat a lot better. Oh yeah, a lot better. Clean all that blood off of them. But, uh, you know, the reports that I've been hearing, uh, very few, which maybe I'm just not in the know, but uh, very few of the, of the marlin boats have been out except for, you know. Yeah, it's been kind of quiet on billfish lately. I hadn't heard much. Really has. Hmm. And, and tuna fishing, for that matter. You know, yeah. I haven't heard uh, much reports on that. So a buddy of mine said that the friend has went to Dennis not more than a week ago, and they did pretty good cut. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. That's what I heard. They're sitting there, you know, they're, they're, uh, uh, their waters are real good. I mean, they're, they're right on the zone. You know, so they should, you know, theoretically, Gunnison should be one of the best ones to the get. The altimetry number? The altimetry. Like what, the southern one wasn't good, right? You know what? It's so hard to say. Perdido's been in like a positive 15 for the yeah, last so year, and people still like them. catch them. So, I mean, that theory, I guess it kind of comes and goes a little bit. I mean, you know, they say the negative optometry is the best, and really the closest you can get to that zero line, the better. As a matter of fact, you know, I talked to a couple of Marlin boats a couple of years ago and was chit-chatting about that, and they said there's a lot of Marlin guys that will go find that altimetry line, that zero line, and just run it and wherever it really? goes. Yeah, just run the altimetry line, that zero, which is all, you know, it's not scientific, you know. They can give you that chemistry line, but there's no like perfect line, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. a decayed guess, right? You know, it's but a map from above. It is, you. it is, and what it's based on, I think it's based on water temperature. But, uh, at any rate, I mean, you know, you look at you look at uh, Nansen and Boomvang have been sitting on zero line. I mean, they're pretty much for the last year, year and a half, they're sitting right on the zero line or real close to it. And every, I've been out there a few times on that altimetry. The stars aligned, it should have been stellar, and it was just super slow. So, and yeah. then other times, it's been a little little positive, and I got there and just, you can't, you know, jump in the boat. So. Well, it's 24 miles and go Diana. Well, that Diana's kind of been the most uh, uh, productive, I think, this, this early season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't really caught any real. I haven't seen any real big, big tuna caught, you know, in a while. I think there was one that was like 150. But that was it, you know. <laughs> even even all the trips that that Matt and them were taking over there, I May saw one that was in the 90s, but yeah. nothing real, real, real big. Which is very odd, you know. I mean, you go through that that many schoolers, and then yeah. you know, some point yeah. you don't come across. Was there any one. good ones caught in the Fiesta? No, no tuna category. Yeah, they took the tuna category out. Oh, they didn't have it? Okay, all right. Which is, I mean, that's heartbreaking because, I mean, you know. They said they'll be back next year. I sure hope so. Well, they said said there were too many smaller boats complaining they couldn't get out to the tuna. But they got other fish they can go catch. Well, I mean, 
the board's covered yeah. in all categories, in all species. I mean, yeah. I mean, and, uh, well, yeah. and barracuda. Well, not that barracuda is a big deal, but actually, we did catch big barracudas. Yet. The old barracudas. <laughs> no, too many barracudas. <laughs> All right. Hey, let me knock this break out. I'll come right back with you guys. Y'all hang on a second. I'll be right back. All right. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, let's go back and talk with the gang. All right, guys, we're back. We are back. Back, live in action. There you so, go. Uh, me, you know why I got this opportunity while I'm thinking about it. I need to uh, uh, talk about the the veterans trip that we have coming up this coming weekend. I don't know if it's going to go. Sadly enough, I mean the weather's not looking real great. So we always do the uh, Southern Outdoor Dreams trip. Um, we get to take veterans two days in a row, which is really cool. Shark is going to come over here to Freeport. Um, if anybody needs to. Uh, interested in, in helping or donating or coming to the uh, banquet, which I believe is in September. It's called Southern Outdoor Dreams. And uh, we take kids out uh, and, and veterans, and it's a really good deal. So you guys can go check that out and get the opportunity. Um, like I said, this weekend, we're gonna, we got Sharkies coming over here to, to Freeport. We're going to take uh, those guys out. i not sure what we're going to do. We might be staying in shore. Who knows? I mean, but, uh, you know, they're always a fun time. Right. Which, well, get them we out just, and get them on a day. They can enjoy, you know, their great outdoors. And That's it. That's it. And you can always take them shark fishing. Because you, you take them shark- out during the break, there's lots of sharks out there. Yeah, lots of sharks. There sure lots is. Of sharks. Holy cow. You think about any, any other trash fish, man, that, mm. those are the worst. You know what? I saw two shrimp boats out this, uh, yesterday, too. Well, the, I, you know, because they, they pay them to yeah. come in and, you know, drop the small net and all that. Kind of oh, yeah. Yeah. Like a test try? Like a yeah. Try, Which, try drag. you know, over there over there in Louisiana, that's how they determine the catches yeah. per day, right? They got, like, test boats that go out and they... They just check inside to see if it's... Right. They're going to open or close or what day they're going to open. Yeah. I used to do that. I don't know what they're doing there now. Isn't it? They used I, to I talked to a right. shrimper a little while back, and he said that in Texas waters, they don't do that. They just open it up July 15th, that's it, yeah. and it goes. So, yeah. That's right. Been good. Oh, yeah. I think they do it offshore in the deeper water. Yeah. The brown shrimp. Yeah. So, I don't I'm know if they're out testing or what, you know, but. Um, Apparently, I mean, it's coming up. We got, what, six days left. You know, I mean, last year, speaking of shrimp boats, I mean, last year it was like, normally, Mickey, it takes a couple of weeks for them to slow down. They, you know, they'll shrimp 24-7 for yeah, a while. Yeah, they'll do some dragging, man. Oh, uh, you, you ain't kidding. And, 
you know, it actually surprises the heck out of me. Sometimes you get them out there by the buoy, and they're so close, you don't even know how the heck they don't tangle up each other. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> you know, always seem to be out there in big numbers rapidly. You know, yeah. we were talking about that yesterday. I forget who I was talking to, what pro, but, I mean, that's the way it used to be in the bays, you know, your openers. And base ripping, it was just man, you could stir them with a stick. There were shrimp boats everywhere, and they're just we just don't have any shrimpers inshore anymore. They, I mean, it's a, how do you afford to stay in business with the price of diesel and what it takes to maintain a boat and the price that you get for the shrimp? You know, it's, yeah, uh, the more those shrimp change hands, the more expensive they get by the time they get to the to the buyers. It's just crazy. Shrimp beaten. They took a beating on it. That, that brings up a good point, too. You know, I talked to uh, uh, Gore about that, Randy Gore, and uh, he's got a bunch of – he sells a lot of parts of those shrimpers and stuff like that. Well, they, they opened mm-hmm. up more ports. He said that a couple months ago, the price of shrimp to the shrimper was like a dollar a pound. It's, it's the lowest it's ever been. Yes. It, and that includes, like, the 70s, you know, 60s and 70s when – you know, everything was a lot cheaper. Yeah. It's terrible, terrible. So uh, hopefully that doesn't affect the shrimpers. I did see again. I saw two shrimp boats, which is a real good sign, anyways. But last year, like I was saying, I mean, you know, it normally takes a couple weeks. You know, so August, August, first part of August, I'll start, you know, really trying to find them. You know, but last year it seemed like July 16th, like two days later. I mean, it was on fire. I mean, they were right. Just they were parked a lot. You know, which they normally don't do. So, um, oh, you, can get a shrimp, you can get a shrimp in almost any kind of restaurant now. Wait a minute. <laughs> you, you, you troll behind them? How you catch them when they're no, you just pull up in the middle and kick them in neutral and spin them sideways? They're all. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, you ain't got a part. See, man, I get sharp too much. I quit doing it. You got to get off of them a little bit. The stars going to go away. Well, there you go. That. Pro tip of the day, right there. So those are yeah. shrimping. You gotta have a, a, a line ready. You gotta have some chum ready because as soon as you stop the boat, you gotta get something in the water before the fishing with you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You gotta or have neutral a, flipper sideways and hang on, boys. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I didn't know you had to wait for it. Stop. <laughs> well. That's a, you know, I, you know, maybe maybe these kingfish will get uh, schooled up. You know, once the shrimping yeah. starts out there and uh, they get on those shrimp boats. It's a little harder to do, of course. Yeah. 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 But yeah. I can imagine for the school, you could keep the whole school parked up next to you as long as the shrimpers aren't sitting there pacing right next to you and dragging them away from you. It's amazing. When you come on a boat has a has them on it. There was, a, there was a time when I was running trips. I know he was running trips that early in the season. We found them, and we were doing them like that like for a week straight. None of them were anchored. Mm-hmm. They were all dragging. You get behind them easily. Throw chum out, throw baits out, and sometimes if you get lucky, they stay with you, and the shrimp boat will keep going. And pretty soon, you get all the fish under your boat. That's what I would want. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I mean, we I've I've done uh, you know I've, I've pulled like uh, squid chains stuff like that you know across them and you can catch them that way. That's about the only way I found that you don't get sharked up you know yeah. constantly. They're like them sharks love to hang out close to that boat. Boy, oh, they, they do. do, man. Them sharks are. I, I run into a shrimp boat one time, and if you would have fallen in the water, there would have been nothing left of you in ten seconds. <laughs> I mean, it was it was Piranha City. I'd never seen that. I didn't know there was that many sharks in the Gulf of Mexico. 
the way oh, they were on yeah. that boat. It was nuts. They're bad right now, even around these spots. Some of these right. spots, well, they, it's one, it's a home. I tell you this, you know, there was there was a company out of Australia about three years ago that had like the shark repellent stuff, and they sent me a bag of it. <laughs> wrote me a letter saying, "Hey, we want you to try out. The, we want you to try this stuff out. We want you to be you know, our spokesperson on this." And I said, "Okay." <laughs> it just happened to be during shrimp shrimp boat season. This is a true story. True story. Okay. So I told all my customers, Megan's filming. She's on the top. She's filming this. You know, and of course, the part of Bernie the shrimp boat. There's a hundred. 50 sharks everywhere. And I said, all right, Maggie, let's try it out. So I threw a little chum out. Boom, here comes the shark. I threw the little bag out. Like the shark ate it. <laughs> the shark ate the bag? The shark, the shark ate the bag with the repellent in it. <laughs> well, that stuff works good if you want yeah, to fish with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Get in that mode, man. Once the feed starts, it's it's like piranha. I mean, anything that hits the water is going to get devoured. Oh yeah. Once you throw that, you got to be careful with that shark repellent. Once you throw it in the water, it might repel everything but the sharks, and then you don't yeah. have anything to catch all the other people. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. You know what? What is the craziest thing you guys have ever seen behind a shrimp boat? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, lean. Catching ling or free gaffing ling. Big, huge schools of ling. Yeah. Boy, listen, I, listen to Monty, free gaffing ling. Oh, boy. Get that blind <laughs> gaff ready. Let's roll. Yeah. Stand in the corner, sling them in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen 80, 90 ling come off of one side of the boat. Yeah, I mean, oh, I, I've seen a bunch of them. Yeah. It's been a few years, but yeah. back at the end of the party, it was, it was oof, crazy. Yeah. Well, none to bring in 80 or 90 when you're on a party boat. 80 or 90? He had boats like limits. He had like several boats in one day limits. Not just one boat, a couple of them. Yeah. Blow down. Blue panels getting easy when they were there. Yeah. 12 people, 36 lands, the whole problem. Wow. Good gracious. <laughs> I mean, you free gas. Bunch. 28 <laughs> north. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. You know, in all honesty, you know, speaking of the you know, laying and all that shrimp boats. Running a top water lure across all them lanes and watching them just, oh, lean, just try to just devour them. That is that I have to agree. That's one of the coolest things I think I'll I'll ever be a part of out there. That is really really neat. Really, you know, it's all. I mean, those big mahi when the, when the, when the, you know oh, yeah. the teenagers get along and they would pile them up underneath the boat. That's pretty cool. A couple of years, you were asking me crazy stuff that my shrimp boat. A couple of years ago, we hit this. This was only like two or three years ago. We were out at shrimp boat fishing. Um, we we finally found a shrimp. We've been fishing four or five of them all day. It was slow. Not much. We were pretty far out. Not much going on. And finally, we, we hit one. It had tuna and dolphin. But it didn't have maybe a couple of lane, but it was mainly tuna and dolphin. We were catching dolphin. We were catching having doing real well. And with one more shrimp boat, we were about to go in. There's one more shrimp boat, and I had a backlash. There was a backlash in one of the reels. All I had on there was a little black circle hook, like a seven-off black circle hook. And I wanted to get the backlash out, so I started letting on. Going between the shrimp boats, I had somebody else driving. I was letting the line out, letting the backlash out. 
called a freaking bear circle hook trolling. <laughs> On a bear yeah. circle hook? <laughs> I was going to reel it in, and I hooked the fish, and it was a freaking tuna. And we were in the midst in between two shrimp boats, not near either one of them. I was like, we should probably stop. Stop, put some chow mountain fish out there, they come back. You know, you know that uh, here recently, you know, I've, I've noticed whenever I used to go to shrimp boat when I pull up over there and I throw a bunch of chum out and they didn't come out for a page of, you know, one or two drifts, I was it. I went over. A lot of times I could see them, you know. So a couple of years ago, I started jigging for them. I'd go out there in that ball, I could see them, and I'd get down there and I'd jig. If you can get one of them up, you can get them all up. You can get them up right next to your boat, but a lot of times they'll be right down to the bottom. They each other, too. Yeah, oh, You'll yeah. Put, you hook one and he makes a long run, a lot of the other ones go with him. Once you get in, get back closer to the boat and the other lines that are still out in the water, then you'll start getting hit again because that's the tune that brought the other ones back to the boat with it. They like to follow them around yeah. like a ling does. Yeah. Well, that's some cool things to look forward to. I mean, now, mm-hmm. you know, we were just talking about it too. So you got snapper season and AJ season that are going to overlap for 24 days, August 1st yeah. to August 24th. And the boats. And, and the shrimp boat on top of that. Yeah. yeah. So we'll bring you some tonnage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tonnage. <laughs> Monty the meat hauler. <laughs> I mean that's that's how they count fish in the tonnage, and that's uh, yeah, y'all get crazy. The, y'all unload that forklift. Monty's pulling in. We got to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. It's 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 not as easy as it. I mean, even five or six years ago, it wasn't that bad. But, man, it's getting tougher and tougher, especially yeah. without kingfish. I mean, yeah. kingfish has weight. Uh, and, uh, I hadn't hardly seen any dolphin either. I mean, a few, yeah. a few spotty here and there. They're going to show up about, they're gonna show up about man, like they, two weeks. Kingfish were each other. They were really good. Fried kingfish. It was good. It was good. Fried king. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that good? Yeah. Y'all like them? Oh, yeah. They're good, huh? Very good. Yeah, I was you got yeah. a kingfish recipe. Can't catch them anymore. We don't know where they are now. We got a great way to cook them. Yeah, good. <laughs> and now you can't find them. <laughs> They're gonna become a delicacy, right? Everybody's yeah. gonna be searching for the, the pickle juice, man. The pickle the juice. Pickle. I, was yeah. chasing, I was chasing the kingfish over the shrimp. That's good. That's good. That's good. It was good. I liked it. The, the pickle juice kind of brines them, makes them stay moist. Really? Pickle juice. Oh yeah. Pickle juice for about an hour. The, Soaking pieces in pickle juice, not that long, just maybe like about an hour. And then I like to put them in flour and milk and egg, and then panko breadcrumbs and fry them and gold nuggets. They're delicious. They're really okay. good. Like that. Yep, very good. I will agree. They were <clears throat> yeah. small kingfish, though, not big ones, like small ones. But at least snakes. Kind of snakes. Yeah, snakes are the ones you want to cook like that. Usually, what they this year. Yeah, if you find them. <laughs> Well, there was another. There is another Ling on the board. He's in, he's in second place with a fifty-four four. But that's uh, Bradley Quidon of Needville. But uh, that sixty-three-three is still leading it. And uh, of course, that snapper at twenty-nine eleven. That's going to stay there for a while. That may not be touched. Yeah, I'm not seeing him be anytime soon. That's for and sure. Kingfish that forty-eight four still hanging, and then one Dorado at thirty-one ten. That's it. Story about that that drop. I mean the kingfish. That was uh, our our good friend uh, Aaron Thomas. Yeah, a friend of ours has that that one. He yeah. caught it in a tournament a few weeks back. He right. said he waited 
two days. They they sat out there for two days in six or seven foot waves to catch okay. that one king. Caught one in two days, I think. One. That was the only one they caught. That was it. Yeah. That's he said they fished. Crazy. He said they caught that one at about nine o'clock in the morning, day two, I think. Mm-hmm. And he said typically they would have stayed the rest of the day, but they were just beat up, tired, and they thought, we well, who it. else is going to catch one? <laughs> yeah. This is crazy. But you're talking about John Thomas. I mean, he's an SKA. I mean, you you were talking about John Thomas. I mean, I'm going to have him on the show. He told me he would come and do the show with us before the end of the summer. But, uh, you know, he said back in the day he'd go through 50 fish where they were just uh, not catching one. Oh, you know? yeah. 50, 50 pounders, not like, you know, not little, yeah, big ones. Yeah. And he said he had, I mean, you wait around for two days on some really hot spots and catch one fish. I mean, that tells a lot. You know? yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're spotty. They're few, but uh, but yeah, him and his son did really well last last the last year. John Thompson, his son, won the grand prize for the juvenile grand prize for the for the adult division. Yep. And then this year they had a father and daughter team, which actually they came fishing with us and. Saturday, and they won on a couple of our fish. But, um, yeah. Man, it pays to be loved sometimes. And I say that about John, but, geez, you, I mean, nah, he's spending his time out there. He's very, very meticulous. He pays attention to detail. Yeah. He, he, he does everything, like, to the to the letter, and it pays off me. Yeah, he, he, he's a great, great team. Didn't, didn't you tell me that he, he's probably the, the world record of, Catching the uh, winner at the last five minutes. Of yeah, he's good, good man. <laughs> he came out with me one time. I had to do a tournament in uh, Galveston, one of those oilman's tournaments. Yeah. And I always like to take a deckhand because I have to take the boat over there and leave it there overnight. And I like to catch bait on the way. And I'm like, right, I'll bring John Thomas with me. We have a great, you know, team. We went out there that next day with our customers, and it was a they had a kingfish category. <laughs> biggest other fish, I snap it. We always just went camping, whatever we catch. We went to that area out of Galveston, they called Drowning Man, uh, that and it was early and, and we had an, just an unbelievably epic fight. We had like six <laughs> fish, like 44 and 49 pounds. We caught six of them that big that day. Wow. And they were up on, we caught all those fish, and then we went just out past there and we went and fished a little steam. We got like a 60 pound Wahoo that day, too. It was, a, but it was a, even John Thomas will tell you that day's one of the most epic bites he's ever seen. It was unbelievable. They were all big ones too. We caught our six fish in about half a day. And, you know, by noon we left that place. So we we can't win it with these king fish. But, you know, what do you do? They're all almost fifty pounds. All of those big ones are full of roll. That's where the kingfish are. Oh, so we did catch one the other day. It probably would have got. It probably would have got. It was probably like a fifty. We were pulling. It was the first one we hooked. We did hand call one all day. We were reeling it in and it was dark bite. Oh, yeah. And we, and we did that second half of the fishing. We gap and I thought, well, we can't weigh this one in because it's been sitting in half. I said, but heck, this part of the kingfish weighs 10 or 12 pounds, probably. <laughs> we went back, I filleted that half of that kingfish. It was a small, relatively small kingfish, but, you know, it, it was heavy yeah. for how small it was. That sucker was full. That, that half of kingfish was filleted. I mean, filleted. It was a female. Man. Yeah. It's I got a question shoot. from a listener. Said, uh, "Ask Monty what's the biggest shark he's seen offshore." I'll let that apply to all of you. 
He's in, I've seen two big sharks, one big mako and one big hammerhead. The biggest shark I think I've seen is actually a hammerhead. The hammerhead, really? Oh, you know, they don't weigh nothing either. You know, I mean, fifteen footers probably. They came up and just clipped off of like a eighty pound hammerjack, like it was nothing. Hey, really? Wow! <laughs> I hit him off behind the gills. You know, speaking of speaking of kingfish, last year, you know, very one of the first or second snapper trips went out there to Salvador. We were smoking. I mean, I had a drift line out there, and before I could even get the first snapper rig down, I mean, that son of a gun tripped everything in there. I thought it was a big wahoo. And it turned out a big old kingfish. I mean, we did that that trip. We caught probably at least three or four that were over last 40. year. Last year, yeah, I remember. We had a big one. We had you're one on my giant. Giant. We, Oh, I'm on your side. <laughs> yeah, look at this guy. <laughs> well, anyways, I had, I had two or three forties in the box, yeah. and we bring up this huge one that dwarfed them all. I swear, he was easy sixty. We weighed the ones; they were like over forty five each one of them. The one that you couldn't weigh was a sixty pounder for sure. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, of course. No, I mean, I think it was close to seventy. Always is. You know what I mean? But anyways, I I got that big old girl up on the on the deck, and I tell my customers, I was like, man, this thing ain't worth the heck to eat. I was like, you know, I convinced them to let it go. They're like, okay, cool, Captain. No, we're good. I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. And I dropped that sucker in the water, and Dad gum hammerhead come up there and just boom, smoked it right out of the boat. Ate half of it, all in one shot. Mm. But for what Monty said, I agree with him because probably the biggest shark I've ever seen out there was a hammerhead. Yes, a great. Yeah, I think the biggest shark I've ever seen in the water before was a hammerhead offshore. It ate a kingfish that we were reeling in right next to the boat, just smoked it yeah. like a bass eating a minnow. <laughs> Gone. That was a thousand pound mango. I think it was a thousand pound mango. I, I mean, I, I, I chased this thing like seven miles. <laughs> we had 18 people on the boat, every one of them bought it three or four times, you know. And then we lost it at the end of the day. Oh my goodness. Hey, all right. What a fish. Well,. We're out of fishing time already, boys. Reel them up. we got to go. <laughs> time to hit the dock. Well, hey, throw out some info down there. Somebody wants to get hooked up with you crazy characters and go out there and reel in some giant stuff. Yeah, you get, give us a holler at 979-417-1013. Go to our website at stsladventures.com. Uh, we, we have some dates still available in August. Uh, uh, Monty's got some Mondays and Tuesdays left. And, man, we sure like to see you. So come on down. It'll be fun. All right. Hey, Casey, keep them boys in line, brother. I'm trying. I'll do I my know best. it's tough, isn't it? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> tough job. Somebody's got to do it. Hey, y'all have a good Sunday. Always enjoy talking to you. Y'all be safe out there, boys. See you, man. All right. All right, that's the crew down at Freeport. It's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 